too long old franchise it's franchise buys games it's been uh, it's been a while been a while been a while but things have been uh, things have just been pop popping off so I mean <clears throat> let's get the elephant in the room out of the way first it's been a horrific horrific act uh, in Jacksonville Florida at a Madden gaming event where people have lost their lives and several people have been wounded in a senseless shooting um, thoughts prayers uh, all everything I have out to the family and friends of those affected and the people the victims who survived the attack just yet another fucking horrific senseless act of cowardice and I'm not going to get into the politics of it about gun laws and I'm not going to touch on the vocal minority already stepping forward blaming video games for violence which just seems in itself abhorrent but we're not going to get into it that's not what this is about I just want to make sure with that it's uh there needs to be an advocate for change there needs to be a change in America uh, our cousins across the pond people are going to keep dying and it's not video games it's not movies it's mentally unwell people with access legal access to instruments of death just something needs to be done there's no there's a severe lack of common sense there a severe lack of common sense and I, I, I can only assume it's because somebody somewhere is getting the pockets lined why this hasn't already happened so uh, we'll move on we'll move on again thoughts prayers all of that goes out to the family and friends but we'll kick this off we'll kick off the first franchise buys games in what feels like months due to many a reason one of those reasons just being the main reason being technology really I've been on a loner I've been on one of them loner machines for for quite some time but I've finally managed to get the old repairs the necessary repairs done to the tower the tower of power I've managed to get the repairs done we're up and running we're back in business the second major contributing fact to the the the, the laissez-faire attitude of recording franchise buys games comes in the form of something that all I'm I, Nine chances are, if you listen to this, you're a gamer. Uh, some people might be out there listening just because you've been a you've been a franchise fan for a while. You just like the comedy bands. Who knows? Who knows? Or dares to dream? But if you're a gamer, you'll know exactly what I'm going to say here. It's it's the funk. It's that. It's that dirty funk. It's that horrible dirty funk that sets in same time every year. It's normally post E3, pre. Autumn winter. If we're gonna go seasonal, we'll we'll call it autumn winter. If uh, if you want to be sort of Americanized about it, it's it's fall and holiday season. That's when uh, that's when the funk normally subsides. And for me anyway, it might be different for you, but the funk. What is the funk? It's essentially when you find yourself sitting with the console on, console of your choice, uh, be it Xbox, PS4, the Switch. Some of you out there might still be uh, rocking that, rocking that, the, the powerhouse that was the Wii U, for all I know. You know what I mean? You might be sitting there in front of your 
Sega Mega Drive just with a funk like where's where's the game where's the game I want to play you come out of A3 strong strong and you've got all these fresh hot steaming game announcements and you're just like this is it this is what I want to play you've seen the new you've seen the hotness you've seen the newness and you want it you want it there you want it then but it, it you can't have it you can't have it for a considerable period of time and then all of a sudden it's like it's like if you've lived your life eating McDonald's burgers right let's let's try and pull an analogy together over this you've lived your life eating Mackey D's Mackey D's double cheeseburgers of that saver menu right you lived your life getting mucked into them them good double cheeseburgers and then all of a sudden you just have a five guys and you're over five guys, and it's that double patty, it's that bacon, it's them pickles, it's that delicious, delicious condiments of your choosing. You know what I mean? You have one of them good, one of them good five guys, and then all of a sudden it's like, right, you can't have another five guys until, uh, for, for like three months. And you're like, well, it's alright, because I've got these double chessburgers. I've got old Ronnie McDee's ch double chessburgers right here, we can... We can chow down on these just until I can afford another five guys. That's that's the analogy I'd make. But then when you're sitting there with your double cheeseburgers, you're like, I don't, I don't want this. I've seen what's what's there. I've seen what's available. And once, well, I mean, it's a, it's a poor analogy, really, because you could just go to Five Guys and buy another one at any time. <sighs> Never mind. You know what I mean. You've seen what's coming, and all of a sudden, what's here doesn't seem that appealing anymore. The hype, your bloody hype glands, swelled right up during A3. You had that, oh, that hype just coursing through every vein in your body. If you just comb your hair, bits of hype are falling out. You clip them toenails. You're like, what's this under here? There's, oh, there's hype. There's hype under these toenails. You're just secreting pure hype for the games that are to come. And I think that, by and large, leads to uh, lost funk. L funk. The funk. And that's essentially where I've been. Been trapped in the funk. And now I think I found this. The, the title of this episode is The Cure for the Funk. I think I found it. Give us a minute. I just need to whet me whistle. And I dead as. Dead as fucking amazing on a podcast. A very. Uh, predominantly audio-based medium, and just to go dead air while I wet me whistle, not exactly the best, not exactly the best tactics, but uh, we'll just crack on. So the funk is coming to an end, because for one, it was going to naturally come to an end anyway, right? Because September seventh is the day. September the seventh is the first day of the rest of your game and life again. After the funk cause that good Spider-Man's dropping in it, that's the first one. That opens the floodgates. Spider-Man is leading the charge. It's the flag bearer of what's to come for the rest of the year. Just in case you're wondering, I'll uh, I'll just tip you off. I'll tip you off what's coming. Spider-Man, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Black Ops 4, Battlefield 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, Fallout 76, Pokemon, oh, Smash Bros Ultimate. All these are coming. They're the back end of 2019. That's not even all of them. That's just a 
that's just some choice cuts of what's coming. Spider-Man's the first, he's the one leading the charge. So the funk will naturally come to an end. It is like a season. It cometh and it goeth awayeth. You know what I mean? So like, other than that though, what do you do when you've got the funk and you want to just, you want to play something and you can't, you can't find that game? For me, personally, here's the journey I've been on. Here's the journey I've been on. I went from not playing anything at all. Uh, I went from thinking, right, I tell you what, I'll, I'll exhaust all other mediums and then I'll, I'll know. After I've watched nine hours of The Tobro on YouTube, shout out to The Tobro, snipping off them ingrown toenails. Uh, once I've watched nine hours of that, then there's what else is there other than to play games again? <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that was the distraction. I don't know why that's the thing that did it, but it's like, how many toenails do I need to say snipped before my urge to play, insert game here, returns? Yeah, so I watched all, like, just a, oh, just a plethora of different toenails all getting snipped. Yeah, then brutal uh, street fight knockouts was another one. Just watching people get knocked out, that was... That didn't seem to pass the time well, that actually just gives anxiety more than anything else. Because I just kept seeing these people, like, the heads, like, bouncing off concrete. And I just thought, that's... You're just begging for actual fucking brain damage there. It's not even the punch that does it. It's the unforgiven concrete your head smashes off. So that just filled us with anxiety. Didn't quite know what to do with myself there. That was, that was a bad choice in hindsight. Hindsight, though, is always twenty twenty. So when the, when the urge, after the ninth hour of toenail getting fucking mutilated I did feel the urge to get back into the gaming that was there the drive was there but the funk still lingered on on the back taste there's still that funk there and I was like right what am I going to play what am I going to play No Man's Sky came out on the Xbox One X I thought this is it this is the one that's going to do it jumped into No Man's Sky Plowed another fucking ten hours or so into that. Started again from scratch with all them new, fucking delicious improvements and just mining. I tell you what it is, you know when you're having a bad time. Like it's no secret if you if you've been a, a long time fan of the franchise or you you're a, a a connoisseur of the other content that all franchise is part of, which is the best podcast in the world, probably the Happy Accident podcast, which goes out every Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Mondays, every week, uh, the comedy podcast that's taken the underground by storm. If you listen to that, you know, like, there's been times when, like all of us, I've, I've had periods of just mental unrest, just general ill health in the brain, you know what I mean? And games like No Man's Sky can be quite therapeutic when you just when you're just chugging away by yourself on a planet you find a planet that's quite peaceful that's got oxygen and you're just roaming in solitude just there's an overwhelming calmness that there's no threat there's no there's no anxiety to be had it, like things like that I find quite therapeutic so No Man's Sky was good on two fronts to help us deal with a bit of mental anguish going on at the time and also the the improvements 
brought it as close as you're going to get to the game that was promised in 2014 or 15 when it was first debuted at E3 and then failed to deliver in 2016. But it was just a fucking... Like, I really enjoyed that, but then it just wasn't enough. It didn't have enough. Maybe it was the lack of brontosauruses. Brontosauri. Maybe it was the lack of brontogotsauris that did it. But it couldn't it couldn't hold on. It tried. It was like that scene from the end of Titanic. No Man's Sky was Rose. Now it's Jack. And it was just hanging onto my hands as I slipped ever deeper down into a, a cold, icy cold, dark funk. Don't let go, franchise. Don't let go. I was like, ah, oh, whatever, no man's guy, whatever, you did your best, you did your best, move on with your life, knowing that you did your best, and it just wasn't good enough, I'm, I'm high maintenance, you know what I mean, it's not, it's not a slight on no man's guy, something else I'll return to, Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves, that's another one, great, for them times, when you just need a little bit of, a little bit of, like, solitary confinement, just, Nothing too fucking, nothing too much, nothing too taxing. There's a lot to be said about jumping in a one-man boat and just sailing off. No real, no real objective, no real drive to do or achieve anything, but just to spend time alone on a digital ocean with the best water physics ever to date. Nothing. There's there's something to be said about that as well. But I jumped back in the Sea of Thieves on them cursed sails. Bye. That was a good one. I think that did more for the funk than No Man's Sky did. Because I jumped on that. I jumped into cursed sails after seeing a lot of people talking about it. And I thought, well, what changes has actually been made? I played it heavily at launch. I did a Franchise Buys Games episode. You can go back through the old back catalogue if you want to hear that. Uh, and a lot of the criticisms I raised in that first podcast have been addressed. Like, there's content in there now. There's events. There's random events that's happening there now. And for somebody who'd been away for five, five months, to jump back in and see these fucking megalodons just coming out of nowhere there. That shit you sell moment the first time you see one of them. That can happen at any given time. And then I stumbled across this Spaniard. I stumbled across a Spanish crew on the server, right? Didn't attack us. They had a galleon. I was in a sloop. Um... They, he offered me to come on board so I did uh, it didn't really tell us an awful lot about what was happening so I just said look mate I'm quite happy to doss about on your boat not doing anything um, just to see what you're up to uh, and then obviously minutes later this fucking skeleton galleon like rises up out of the sea and I was like holy fucking shit you have changed the game eh? Like, you have changed the game so obviously me being me I thought well I can't just, I can't just be on the ship, not contributing in any way, shape, or form, eating the bananas. I mean, full health, trying to eat bananas. No, no need at all. I'm just, I'm just a, just a drain on their resources at this point. So I thought this is it. This is when I earn me worth. This is when I, this is when I fucking, this is when I earn them stripes. This is where I start the rebellion, a Spanish-led rebellion with a gobby. Englishman at the helm so I fucking jumps on the cannons pumps them full of some cannonballs we came side by side and I thought well this is it this is my time to shine without any warning without any prior warning 
hops onto the old skeleton galleon, cutlass drawn, starts trying to hack them down. Um, I thought it must have looked quite heroic, if I'm honest. And I thought, nah, there's no way I'm going to die here. I've, I've ate that many bananas. Like, my health should surely be at, like, 7,000%. You know what I mean? Obviously, that's not how it works, and that should have been a thought at the time. But I hops onto this galleon valiantly. I think I even did a ha-ha when I got on their boat. Would throw the cutlass. Ha-ha! Went at them. Uh, nobody, by the way, had told me that the skeletons have changed now when you get, like, metal skeletons that you've got to like get them wet before you can attack them I didn't know that sound just whacking metal on metal not doing any damage at all and it was at that moment I realised I had fucked up and all I could keep hearing in my in me earpiece was this adorable little Spanish man just repeatedly saying don't die mate mate don't don't die mate and I thought well I've let you down here bud I've let you down uh because because die is exactly what I did. Uh, I potentially jeopardised their whole little run there, their whole little mission jeopardised because of one foolish man, foolish man. But I've been back on that Sea of Thieves, really enjoying it, really enjoying it. There seems to be a really great community around it as well. But uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to tell you, Sea of Thieves played part of the cure to the fungus. It's a two-pronged cure. Very much like in the olden days when they would make you drink absinthe and then put leeches on your groin uh, to cure to cure the old syphilis. You know what I mean? Cure that good syph. I thought, well, the Sea of Thieves was the absinthe and the leeches to the groin. The metaphorical leech to the groin was Gamescom 2018 as came and went. Uh, and with it, like a mini E3, like a stealthy hype machine, just sent me into a fucking absolute meltdown. Just like like a flamethrower to the funk. Just I watched it like like the T-1000 writhing in a fucking vat of acid. I watched the funk just melt away. And what I want to do is I want to bring you... Some of the fucking thing, the fna fna fna, some of the fna fna, some of the things from Gamescom 2018, which tickled me right on the hype bollocks, me hype bollocks, more hype. Who saw more hype coming by the way after E3? Who saw this level of hype? But I'm gonna get into it. I've got a little page of notes here, scrolling like a madman. I was going through all the trailers, all the goodness, watching. The inside Xbox special, watching all like IGN and Kotaku just following and updating all these stories that I was missing and it was just, it felt, I felt invigorated again. I felt entirely invigorated just in time for Spider-Man as well because I'd rather go into Spider-Man with a head full of hype, steamy hype, than I would just going in dry. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot to be said about going and dry, I'm sure, but not for this man, not for this man. So, that being said, I want to hit you with some of the some of the juiciest choice cuts that came out of Gamescom 2018, and I just want to give you them in, in a manner that you, if you're a franchise buys games fan, or indeed a fan of just old franchise in general, a manner in which you have become accustomed, I'm going to come at you with nonsense, I'm going to come at you with tangents, ridiculous 
ridiculousness, ridiculousness. I'm gonna come at you. I'm gonna come at you right now. Just with a list. It's a small list. It's not everything that appeared. Again, very much like E3. I'm gonna hit you with the things that have got me hyped. The things that have got all of me hype, cupped me hype, bollocks, and then just took me hype, hype member straight down the windpipe. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is where we're at. Kicking it off. Blew me mind. Two games coming to game preview. One, Dizzy coming to game preview. Dizzy, 29th of August coming to game preview. Now, Dizzy, Dizzy was huge. Huge. Some might say helped spurn on the Battle Royale movement. Right? You are on a map. It's PvP with an element of PvE involved. Uh, hinging more on survival and whatnot. I used to watch hours hours on uh, Twitch and on Mixer and not so much Mixer not all Twitch all Twitch for this one playing people playing DayZ shout out to like the running man Z I was a big fan of his uh, but like the game itself I was fuck when it first got announced that an E3 had a Sony show that it was coming to PS4 that was before PUBG even fucking was a twinkle in somebody's eye it was before Fortnite had copied, shamelessly copied PUBG and then proceeded to smash it into the ground. It was before all of that. It was For me, it was the start of something. H1Z1 followed. That's now currently on PlayStation 4. But DayZ, on its name alone, um, from all of the things I used to watch, DayZ is something that I will get in on on the 29th of August, which is but, as of recording two days away now it is going to game preview i do know people who got codes to get early access and those same people have told me that their fucking servers were turned off for the early early access which sucks the dick a little bit but dizzy game preview 29th of august has it still got the chops or do people not care have you come to the party too late you know what i mean you're rocking into the party at 4am in the morning people have already done that many drugs your arrival is now is a it's a non-starter it's a moot point like we'll, we'll see time will tell time will tell the other game coming to game preview uh in september i looked high and low for the fucking release date on this and i couldn't find it and then i stumbled upon an interview with uh what the fuck's his name guy who's like a head he's like a head of fucking department at the ID at Xbox. His name escapes me, but I did see an interview with him where, whether or not he was supposed to, he said that this game was coming in September and it's Hunt Showdown, the latest game from Crytek, the paper behind Crisis. The, uh, the, I'm just going to pull a hair off the microphone. I apologise if you get any sort of like noises there, but there's this hair living on the microphone. I don't know if it's in a hair that's fell in or if my microphone's starting to grow hair. That's gone. Uh, Hunt Showdown. This game looked fucking awesome when it was like announced and teased. I was all over it. Teams of two, PVE and PVP. You have a goal. You're all trying to get to a goal. Kill this monster. Then once you've killed it, get out. But you're trying to get out with the the trophy of killing it. But then you've got you're still in a PVE world. But the PVP element comes in where somebody could just sit and wait. A team could just sit and wait for you to do all the hard work 
then just kill you and take the fucking take the bounty for it. And it just looks it just looks right up my fucking street. Uh, and with that coming, I'm very excited about that. I was excited about when I first seen it. And I'm more excited to know that it's coming to the console. I wanted it to come to console, but every piece of news when it first launched was, this is a PC game. And sweet Jesus, I cannot wait to get my hands on that bad boy. Moving swiftly on. Assassin's Creed Odyssey Man. Why does this continue to blow my mind? I haven't felt anything other than meh. General meh and lethargy. Meh and lethargy about Assassin's Creed. Even Origins came out and I know it changed the game and it had been away a while and it came back and it came back to fucking rave reviews and much, much fanfare. But it still didn't reignite the fires that I felt playing Assassin's Creed 2. That Ezio trilogy. You know what I mean? But Assassin's Creed Odyssey... Where have you been all my life? You look absolutely stunning. They've, they've gone full RPG at this point. The law, the setting, they're fucking everything about it. I am hyped for this game. And it's so bizarre, so bizarre. I never thought I'd see a day where Assassin's Creed fucking tingled me needle, put a wobble on me needle, if you know what I mean. I never, I never thought I'd say the day, but here it is, Odyssey, just teasing us, just sexy, sultry little pauses, like, ooh, 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 do you want some of this? Ooh, how about a Medusa, hmm? How about some Spartan-type shit, hmm? I'm all in, I'm all in on that. Uh, another thing that absolutely has me frothing, frothing at the hype, Resident Evil 2. We've now got footage of Claire Redfield. We've got Claire Redfield footage. Claire, sister of uh, hunk Chris Redfield. Chris Redfield who went from absolute would not care to spend any more than half an hour with that man boring in Resident Evil 1. Uh, what a straight-laced absolute fucking nerd he was. Not a good nerd either. Like I was like, Chris, man. I'd rather play as Jill. Chris was that dull. Mr. Dishwater, 20 fucking... When did that come out? Resident Evil 1? 1996? 96? Am I right? 95, 96, Resident Evil, the first of Resident Evil, somewhere, to, uh, whatever. Mr. Dishwater, 96. And then he went from that to, like, Resident Evil 5, Chris Redfield, who was essentially Sylvester Stallone and the Expendables, just younger, younger and more virile, more Fertile, looking at women and getting them pregnant. You know what I mean? That was the level Chris Redfield got to. Sister, Claire Redfield, red-headed little temptress that she is. Uh, we've seen some footage of Claire Redfield now. And also the William Birkin. Uh, the malformations of G, the G-virus. William Burton, the scientist who created the G-virus or what have you in Resident Evil 2, infected himself. You know the guy. Ends up with a giant eyeball on his shoulder. And by tits, does he look fucking grotesque, utterly, horrifyingly, just, just so, what's the word I'm thinking of? There's a word that's escaped us, because I'm one, I'm getting old, two, I'm under, or overslept, depends which way you look at it, but I, it's just so satisfying, that's the word, satisfyingly grotesque, 
is uh, it's, th that game has benefited hugely from running on the uh, the RE engine, which is the game they built specifically for Resident Evil 7, which if you haven't played yet, by the way, get on board, will ya? Get on board. Fucking brilliant. Uh, well, first two thirds of the game, fucking brilliant. The back third, the back nine there, not so much, but Resident Evil 2 is just looking better and better, and we've got to wait till January for that, but like, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm a lifelong Resident Evil fan. Lifelong. Played every. I think the only Resident Evil game I haven't played is Revelations 2, I think. Everything else I've been in on. Fucking huge Resident Evil fan. Uh, and Resident Evil 2 looking as good as it is, is just my fucking god. If you're not paying attention to Resident Evil 2, uh, where are you? Do you need help? Are you like one of these, uh, that, that little football team of kids who got trapped in a cave system somewhere and then we're going to have to send Elon Musk in to uh, call the SWAT team pedophiles? Are you in fact in that cave somewhere? Moving on. These are things that uh, have come out of nowhere for me and they're worth a mention. They're worth a mention. I've got the main hype machines out of the way. These are the things that are worth honourable mentions for me, right? The people behind Until Dawn, uh, they've got a new horror series coming out, which the, the, the they're releasing them under the, the umbrella of the Dark Pictures Anthology. And the, uh, the, in, in all the interviews across many different platforms, they've said it's like a... It's like a series of horror titles, all of which like focusing on a different element of horror, be it psychological horror, be it like supernatural horror. All of these different type of horror games, all under one umbrella of the Dark Pictures Anthology. And given how successful Until Dawn was, like that is that is music to my ears as a horror fan. As somebody who hasn't particularly been scared by anything in other mediums such as uh, film and TV for example there hasn't been anything horror based which has actually left a taste in my mouth you know when you see a horror film or a horror series or you read horror literature you want to be left you want to be able to taste the fear like hoisin sauce long after the meal's ended all you can fucking taste is hoisin sauce what you want is you want you want a horror game. You want a horror medium to stay with you. That's the thing. You want to feel fear in the moment and long after the moment. You want that moment where long after you've finished fucking consuming said horror media, you climb into your bed, you pull your quilt up and you're all snuggly on your astronaut pillow in your 15.5 tog duvet. You dove it. You pull it up and you're getting all snuggly and then your brain's just like, hey, pst. Hey, remember that thing? Remember the fucking terrifying thing? Yeah, it's, it's probably under the bed right now. I mean, what would you do? What was that noise? What was that noise? You Like, that's what you want. You want it to stay with you. Nothing has. Nothing has, but I'm a big fan of horror, and I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Until Dawn team can do with this Dark Pictures anthology. First one, Man of Medan, uh, which sounds like... It should have been a song in the eighties from somebody like Wham, or like that that group who sang Big in Japan. Who sang Big in Japan? I'm a man of Madan tonight, Madan. All right, I'm a man of Madan. Like it sounds like that kind of shit. Do you know what I mean? 
but uh, I looking forward to that. Call of Cthulhu, right? Call of Cthulhu, I feel it's from like it's Lovecraftian, right? So it's from the the mind of Lovecraft. He built Cthulhu and the wider Cthulhu universe, and it's just been around forever. And if you look at in sci-fi and uh, horror, uh, general pop culture will say you've got pockets. Right, you've got pockets within pop culture as a whole. I would say you had uh, superheroes. Okay, that splits obviously into three categories: Marvel, DC, and others. Right, you've got Star Trek, and then all of the several different Star Trek properties: Star Wars, Et al., uh, Doctor Who. You've got these big fucking subgroups within the pop culture realm. And Cthulhu and Lovecraftian horror is is very much one of them that has been around for fucking ever. Um, More successful in, I'd say, prose, in the written word, and also huge on the board game scene. Now, if anybody's into your board games, you shouldn't be any stranger and I'm talking proper board games I'm not talking about kaplunk here right I'm not talking about buckaroo this isn't about pop up pirate what I'm talking about here is them what I would like to call a hardcore board game like Arkham Horror like Mansions of Madness these games are unfucking believable but the like I've been tempted to do because obviously franchise buys games, right? I think by this point we've established that franchise buys games across all mediums. Board games is one of them. Like with it, I could spit from where I am now and hit the Dark Souls board game, This War of Mine board game, Lords of Hellas, all Kickstarter board games that I just kind of get enough of. Like, I'm a big fan of the board game. I think there's, there's a lost art of getting around a table for what could be described as a LAN party but without computers. <laughs> if you know what I mean, getting around the table with a with a group of your friends and having a few drinks and having some food, and then just playing, not fucking Monopoly. I fucking hate Monopoly, but like playing something like that, playing something like Arkham Horror. Like, am I going to sit here and tell you that I haven't spent four hours playing Arkham Horror with a group of friends? Nah, done it, done it. Got the badge, mate. Got me wings. Got me wings. Lovecraftian, Cthulhu-based horror has been around forever in literature and board games. And I've seen them try to crack video games many times, and it just seems to go... It just seems to go over so lukewarm. So lukewarm, and I think that's a shame, because the, the, the wealth of fucking... Like, source material is just... Busting at the seams, the vein. If you were to mine on the the Cthulhu fucking plateau, the veins of source material you'd come across are abundant, my friends, abundant. And it finally looks like somebody's taking the Call of Cthulhu sort of universe, and it looks to be doing a fairly decent job of turning it into a video game, which baffles me for one. I thought Cthulhu would never break the mainstream. And this looks like it could be the game to do it. So, one to watch, the Call of Cthulhu game. One to watch. 
Um, Bio Mutant. What the fucking hell is that, by the way? A studio that's never built anything before comes out and builds this fucking open world uh, hack and slash shooter uh, puzzler fucking you're a tiny tiger raccoon a tiny tiger raccoon with guns and you can fucking hit people it, it looks so bizarrely beautiful that I don't rightly know what to think about it but I'm in but I am in bio mutant out of nowhere not unlike an RKO. However, summer 2019. If we keep seeing things on Biomutant, I think this could be an absolute sleeper hit. I think it could. It's coming in under the radar, right? And then it peaks its head up every now and again. Like A3, it just peaked up and it was like, whoa, what the fucking hell is that? And then Gamescom, it just peaks up again and everyone's like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Is that a fucking. Anybody say that tiger raccoon? Was that a. Was that a cross between a tiger and a raccoon? And it just. Looking better every time I see it. Absolute sleep hit. Under the radar. Can I wait? And then the last two things that uh, landed on the radar were two Game Pass games are getting uh, further, or in some cases, its first DLC expansion. Uh, the one that's getting its first expansion is obviously State of Decay 2. Now, I've had a, I've had a podcast on both of these games. The other one's Sea of Thieves, by the way, if you hadn't already cottoned on. I'm sure you had. You are you are an intelligent bunch. As intelligent as you are, devilishly handsome. You devilishly handsome bastards. The um, State of Decay 2 is getting Daybreak, which is essentially a four-player co-op horde mode. No links at all into your... You're not going to use your survivor from the main game, any survivors if you play State of Decay 2, which a fuck ton of people have, and continue to do so. You don't use any of your survivors. It's you drop in. You're a fully armed fucking. What's that? Red, the red talon. Is it the red talon? I can't remember. You know the special forces, special ops group, in State of Decay Two. Them. You play as one of them, and it's just a horde mode. Just waves of enemies. You you drop in on an outpost, fortify it, waves of enemies. Fair play. Uh, if there's a if there's a marketplace for it, and you're given your player base something else to do good on you uh, it's free also good on you well I believe it's free no it's free if you've got the ultimate edition but I think it's going to cost you if you didn't so if like me you got it on game pass I'm not sure how that's going to work would probably have to pay for that DLC which I probably won't not not my scene the only horde mode I ever seem to enjoy playing is Gears of War anyway uh, the nailed it uh, I'm not going to say they were the first but I'm going to say they were the best uh, so other than that I, I depend how cheap it is I might jump in I don't know and Sea of Thieves are getting it's next expansion which is the Forsaken Shores seems to be a very environmental type deal I haven't seen anything other than environmental threats with this one maybe I'm back into Sea of Thieves at the minute it's it's definitely piqued my interest they're opening up a new part of the map with volcanic islands, robots, um, it just it's looking good. What City Thieves has done is every time they've done uh, one of these expansions, one of these timed events, like the Megalodon. I can't remember what something from the deep. 
Ah, don't remember. But they do these limited time events that run for a few weeks, and you could just be in the world. And if you want to do it, it's there. So, like now, it is um, cur Cursed Seals. Before Cursed Seals, it was the one with the Megalodon. I kind of fucking remember it. But anyway, you go somewhere in the world and you follow a brief little trail of breadcrumbs, story based breadcrumbs, which leads you to an event within the world. And then once you've done that event and that timed event's over, that timed event becomes part of the world. So this which is why you see fucking megalodons all over the world now. Because that event's over, they've left it in the world. This one now, with the cursed seals, they've got the pirate crews. Once this event's over, it was running for another week, so I think I might be over now. Might be ending now. Uh, that'll end and pirate crews will just randomly appear in the world now like a, a just a random event uh, and this one i don't see what they're going to do here other than add i haven't seen anything which is story based yet but i didn't i don't know if i did for cursed sales but if there isn't if there is no story based sort of quest on this expansion then they're just adding volcanic islands and robots into the world so it's just something else to contend with essentially but hey five million players see you thieves five million players for a double a game that got pushed as a triple to try and keep microsoft in the frame in the picture while sony were dropping just dropping massive shits all over xbox's chest in the form of like <sighs> Douche. There's fucking Spider-Man. <sighs> Douche. There's fucking The Last of Us Part Two. <sighs> There's fucking the Death Stranding all over your chest. You know what I mean? Microsoft had to do something, and what they did was just put the marketing machine behind a couple of double A's in Sea of Thieves and State of Decay Two, and the player base on the pair of them. It's nothing short of extraordinary. Five million players for Sea of Thieves. Which was a heavily content light game for months. So that is a, just a fucking achievement, but I can see why. Sea of Thieves, particularly, I don't know if it's just because that's the game, that's my go to game at the minute, but that's. 5 million players. Fucking tip of the cap, sirs and madams. Boys and girls, that. That is pretty much it for this episode of How to Cure the Funk. Um. 40 odd minutes we did there, 40 odd minutes of me rambling like an absolute madman. Uh, if you've enjoyed what's happened here today, I know these are few and far between these podcasts at the minute, right? Let's just let's address that just before I wrap this up. This has been more of an experiment for me up to this point, trying to figure out what works. Uh, I don't want to do reviews, I can't do reviews, I don't like to do a review on a game unless I've finished it. I used to do reviews. Look back on my failed YouTube career. I used to review games. I don't I do not do reviews anymore. What I like to do is play games and just tell you how I feel about them. I also like to buy games. Which is why I called the podcast that. No mean. No mean. But um, moving forward, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, I enjoy doing that. And through the funk when there's no games to buy obviously the podcast had to take a little bit of a step back which was helped uh, in no in no short there's a uh, no short order no I don't know there's a phrase that I want to use that I forgot but 
it was helped along by the fact that technology just fucked up everything I touched turned to shit on the technology scene for like a period of time so this podcast took the back seat um, but what I like to get across is that now now that the technology's back up and running and now that the the dry season's coming to an end there is going to be more content to talk about and what I want to do and this this one goes out to the community this this is to you beautiful bastards if you would like to be part of Franchise Buys Games I want to do conversation pieces on this podcast because I'm not stuck to a schedule I'm not stuck to a time slot these will just pop up as and when I fucking want to do them this is my my little baby you know what I mean it's not the giant that is the happy accident podcast this is my little side project this is my little side chick um, if you want to be part of it the, I'd very much like to start a conversation piece whereby me and you the gamer sit down and shoot the shit for half an hour just I'm going to come up with a list of questions that you have to answer and then you bring a topic you bring what your topic is in the gaming world and then we'll shoot the shit on that for half an hour I want to do that just like bring the community together let's let's have a conversation it's all well and good me sitting here and talking to myself for 45 minutes and then when the mic turns off as long as nobody's listening I'll just sit in a room and talk myself for hours on end you know what I mean trying to trying to create that content trying to create some magic but that's what's coming that's what's coming we've got all the games right all them games that franchise can talk about on this podcast then obviously there's always gaming news going on and anything that's big I can get in involved in I'm not going to call this the rebirth I'm just going to call it an evolution an evolution of old influenza is now the influenza is now immune uh, not unlike super gonorrhea uh, immune to most antibiotics <laughs> that's what I want to that's what the message I want to get across if you've enjoyed what's happened here today if you think bye this lad can hold a podcast by himself who, who is this maverick if you've enjoyed what's happened here today I'd very much appreciate it if you would spread the word spread the word among like minded folk uh, and also jump over that Apple Podcasts app and leave a glowing five star review that would help me along substantially uh, and I would be forever in your debt I want you to go away I want you to follow us on Twitter I want. I don't want you to go away <laughs> I don't want to end it on that now go away away with you peasant I want you to go away and I want you to find me on Twitter and follow us at the franchise I want you to search on Facebook for the franchise P-H-R-A-N-C-H-I-Z-E yeah 34 in case you're wondering uh, yeah but like us on Facebook uh, listen to the Happy Accident podcast every Friday if you enjoy laughing that is <laughs> if you enjoy if you enjoy lols and I want you to go in I want you to install Skype on your computer and I want you to tweet us and say sub franchise sub influenza let's do this and then and then we'll have conversation pieces that's what we're going to do here but boys and girls thanks for listening it's been a pleasure to be back a bloody pleasure uh, and you've been just a wonderful audience uh, until next time Liz.